Welcome to Night Shift Top Secret Information with myself and Anthony Ramondi. We have a special guest today. We have Mr. Jimmy Toro from the book Healing. He is a real satanic cult survivor. If you are just tuning in for the first time, this is a brand new show called Night Shift Top Secret Information where Anthony Ramondi and myself have been tasked with going down the rabbit hole for the next year. Learning all about paranormal activities, top secret information, and conspiracies. This is a failure to stop presentation. Uh, we belong to the Failure Stop Podcast Network, uh, which is a network just for first responders. We are but mere uh, a mere branch of that. And uh, so this is going to be a very fun year. Our first episode was uh, History of Conspiracies. Our second episode was Secret Societies and uh, Are They Controlling Everything Around Us? And then today, Anthony and I get our first shot. Mm -hmm at interviewing somebody who is kind of like in the know. They are like the they, right, Anthony? They We found the they yes. that everybody was looking for. And I'm sure as we go deeper into the rabbit hole, we will continue to find the they's and them. We're not talking about pronouns, in case you don't know. We are talking about the they people that are over all of these different cults and secret organizations so uncovering it has been interesting right i think it has uh mm -hmm. i'm learning something every episode uh <laughs> mr jimmy toro can you can you tell us your story really quick and how you got to us basically yeah to some degree um keep in mind that when when a little child is abused uh, really little um and the, the one thing that they want more than anything is safety. And when they don't get that safety, which often is the case, especially in many of these satanic type of cults, uh, often the, the abusers are their parents. And they don't have, they don't have anywhere to go for safety. If, if you're a little kid, let's say you get raped or something off terrible by your uncle and you have a mom to go to who loves you, who can comfort you, and, and give you that safety, you can release that trauma that you went through. Uh, you can release it right then and there. But when that doesn't happen, which is often the case with these cults, um, you carry that with you. You suppress it. And it's not uncommon for adult, especially adult men, to suppress that um, and actually not remember it for decades and somewhere in their late forties and fifties, it all comes tumbling back. That is not uncommon. And for women, it often comes back a little sooner than that. I don't know why, but that's just is what it is. And so, you know, when, when, when a child goes through, through, through that, um, also keep in mind that these cults, they often center much of their ritualistic, um, what would you call it, activities around sacrifice and around sacrificing children of all things. And if you look at it historically, that is also the case. You know, you, 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 get, you get history of uh, in the Bible where the Jews, the wicked Jews, if you want to say it, uh, would often uh, devolve down into sacrificing little children. Yeah. Or you, the, the Incas and the Mayas, there's a fair amount of history. I mean, through all civilization where these demonic type of cults, I don't know why, but they all gravitate at some point in their, in their descent into sacrificing little children. Do you think that it has to do with something about purity with children with them, probably? Uh, you know, that's an Innocence. excuse. That's, that's an excuse that they use. Um, I, I have my opinion about that. Is, you know, they, for instance, they will say, um, you know, we sacrifice these little children because little children mean the most to god mm. to our gods whatever they're the most purest like you say therefore we're sacrificing them i think it's a terrible excuse for them to just participate in their in their demonic um they love doing this stuff mm -hmm. you have to remember these people who do these things to, to little kids like pedophiles they love it mm. they crave it they right. want it and, and so, so with this religious garb and the this and that as an excuse to basically do do what they their deviant behaviors addiction so with trauma you're saying you know it's suppressed for men for so long often right often in many cases so when this trauma does unveil itself or come back to the surface is this 
something that comes to you in a dream? Is this something that comes to you? How does this kind of resurface because of the situation that happens? How did that happen for you? Well, it comes back in, in several different ways. Uh, sometimes something can trigger it. Uh, you hear that with stories of military uh, folks who come back with PTSD. Um, uh, gosh, a, a military guy can be uh, just driving down the road and hear a helicopter fly over and it can trigger something. Sure. It can go, yeah, right? And, and then in other times it just comes back for no reason at all. That's one of the awful things about it. In my case, it just came back out of the blue. Got it. Yeah. So walk us. us yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Walk us through. Like what? What came back? What happened to you? Well, in my situation, I imagine they're all a little bit differently. But from about age three to about age eight, um, I was involved. My parents were involved, mostly my dad, uh, in a little town in California. And this this is something people. You know, it's interesting to talk about certain politicians, the whole Jeffrey Epstein bit and all attached to him and Hollywood and whatnot, that they participate in these things, which I believe they do. Um, but it's also interesting to know that these groups exist in small towns all around the world. And they're really, really, really good at hiding it. Really good. Because if they're found out, they can go to jail for a lot of years. <laughs> and they, they're basically... I mean, you say a satanic, satanic ritual sacrificing children. They're basically serial killers. They're, they're deviant serial killers is what they are. And um, if they get busted, you know, as full as you can get busted, they'll go to jail for life. So because of that threat, they're really, really good at hiding it. And so, um, from, so when I was growing up past age eight up until about last year, uh, actually, um, I suppressed it all. I had no memory of it, but I, but I, but now that all the memories have came tumbled back, uh, I, I see markers throughout my life that that make sense. I mean, I, I'm an artist. I'm a, a composer, songwriter. I've written tons of songs about child abuse. Didn't ever know why. Now I know hmm. why. Things like that. In my art, I, I often would gravitate towards themes around the subject. Didn't know why. I remember growing up, uh, if there was ever a story about child abuse in the news or this and that, it just fascinated the hell out of me. It really did. Didn't know why. Now I know why. Hmm. And so when this stuff comes tumbling back, it's, it's also interesting to note, okay, so take a little child, and let's say this little child is being tortured. Well, that level of fear that that child go through is off, it is off the charts. And when that happens, your body shoots out adrenaline and cortisol. It's that panic, fight or flight, it just rushes through your body. And what that does, when that shoots out through your body, it basically takes all the blood out of your organs and area and pushes it out into your limbs, your legs and your hands, so that you can flight or fight You know what's happening. Well, that can be very damaging to your body. And when these memories come back, not just the memory comes back, but all of the hormones come back and they rush through your body and you experience literally everything. You experience it all. Uh, as an adult, you experience the fear off the charts. Of if, if as a little child you were tortured and almost going to die or the threat was you're going to die, which happened to me many times, as an adult, when it comes back, you experience everything. You feel like you're going to die. You feel you feel the whole thing. And that adrenaline cortisol rushes through your body and does the same uh, the same panic attack happens. Uh, it's it's quite incredible that our human brains can store all of that. And then yeah. then there's a whole process we can get into if you want to um, how to heal from that because there's there's a lot of confusion about that there's there's a lot of confusion in, in the psychology therapist counseling sure. world how to heal from that i mean you have you have subjects who've been through this let's say and they and they've been talking oh gosh i was talking to a guy yesterday who's been through his version of abuse a little minor than that but he's been seeing a psychologist for 10 12 years it's like oh well that's probably not the way to heal <laughs> yeah so what kind of trauma, if you don't mind me asking, did you go sure. through? Because I know that the trauma can be different for each person. So can okay, you so help to, us understand? Yeah, to, 
to to clear it up a little, the word trauma is an interesting word, right? Because trauma isn't actually what happened to you. Trauma is the wound that you carry with you, mm -hmm. the unhealed wound. And um, many people who go through some form of trauma throughout their whole life, you, you'll notice they, they often become drug addicts or porn addicts, uh, homeless. Many of them commit suicide. And, uh, and so as an adult, if this happened to you, this wound, this open wound, which is the trauma, will stay open. Imagine if you had a big cut on your shoulder and every day you woke up and you just rubbed it. It never healed, it never healed, it never healed. And so until you heal from it properly, you literally get that um, trauma out of your brain and out of your system. Uh, it'll stay with you. It'll stay with you your whole life. It'll bug you and it'll often ruin you. Hmm. And so, the, you know, how to heal from it is, is, is really interesting because many folks, many adults, uh, never heal. That's one. Of, that's one of the saddest stories of all of this. Is when these when these pedophile types abuse little children, they often ruin their life, their whole life. They ruin it, and they do it because they want to get off sexually and, and have some level of control of these little kids. It's awful. Now were you, now were you sexually abused during your yeah, situation? So, yeah. So these uh, these satanic cults are interesting, and they. Well, they, first of all, they are a group, they are an organization, and there's many of them across the world, and, and they don't function like uh, one big body across the world where they're all organized, like a, like the Catholic Church, church might be or mm -hmm. something like that. They're just these little groups of, of creepy pedophiles, to be honest, and under the guise of, like in my case, you know, they got together and they wore their white robes, and they, you know, they... I mean, think of like the Ku Klux Klan without the caps right. on, if you will. And they didn't necessarily burn a cross, but they would often burn, um, they would often sacrifice a human on a pole, and they would do their rituals around it. And, In front uh, of everyone? Well, well yeah, they're all part yeah. of it. Yeah, they're all part of it. And in front of the children. And uh, at the center of all their rituals, oddly enough, is is sacrificing little kids and it, okay so put it this way um we know that we, we studied about the bohemian grove in the last episode and right. they burned like an effigy um yeah. you know like an effigy of a child and i think my big question on that was even if it's an effigy and it's fake no. why would you subject yourself or why would you want to be in a club that even pretends to do something like that unless right. you were yeah, that's a great question, is why would an adult do something like that, right? Okay, so there's a lady who interviewed a bunch of child molesters in Oklahoma uh, prison. And here's a quote from one of them. He said, a child is no different to me than a ham sandwich. A ham sandwich is an object that satisfies my need for hunger. A child is an object that satisfies my need to dominate sexually now if you, if you look at many of these pedophile types and whatnot especially in the prison system you know as you know when they go into prison system they're marked for death sure and these types these these adults mostly men these adult men are the are the wimpiest most cowardly humans who walk on this earth and if you put them in a in a in a prison system or any other group where there's a bunch of men let's say you know men can be very hierarchical hierarchical you know they can they can have right. this dominant thing going on where the tough men are at the top etc if you put one of those pedophiles in a group of a bunch of men they are the world the most weak wormiest uh cowards in the group right. and because they're so weak this is one reason it they they can't dominate in that type of society so they pick on the little kids where they can dominate that's where they that's where they have this false sense of power and they do you know when when kids are preyed upon um, by these adults the kids are powerless 100 percent i mean you, a, a, a six foot man dominating mm -hmm. a four-year-old child mentally physically everything about it they dominate 
So we, we have a lot of conversations on this show and we'll continue to have these conversations. I know that you said you were in California. This was something that was happening in California. We know that, you know, a lot of Hollywood and politicians, we hear a lot of this stuff coming out of that. Do you, do you really, really believe or know of any of these satanic groups and ritual rituals that are actually happening in some of these circles in whether it be political world or Hollywood. Um, Cause it seems like California is like, right, Eric, it's like the center of like yeah, we get all a lot of this of it, stuff. Right? Like Bohemian Grove is in California. It's San yeah. And you hear of like, you know, I know Jimmy was just telling us about the fear, right. That you, that kids like there's this um, like adrenochrome. Adrenal- yeah. Is that how is yeah, what they, real. It's very real. Yeah, you take. And, I mean, it's a it's a form of the deviancy, right? Right. I mean, you you also see uh, some of this stuff in the art world, uh, right? There, there in the are, art in the art world. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. yeah, the fine art. So this world. is this is something that's just all around us all the time. It's something that's complete and people are either don't want to believe that it's happening in most cases. Cause it's so gross and disgust. It's, it's hard to wrap your mind around. Right. So it's unbelievable. Okay. So what you'll find in, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on politics in Hollywood if you want, but what you'll find in most communities is you'll find that these deviants are everywhere. They could be the mayor. They, I, I have a buddy in in, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. When he's about my age, when he was younger in the Boy Scouts, there was there were there was a ring of pedophiles in the Boy Scouts at that time in Fort Worth, and there were several police officers, and they got together. And one of their tactics is they would go around to and to houses where there were single mothers and young boys in the house, and under the name of the Boy Scouts. They would say, well, hey, have your son come in, you know, to the Boy Scouts and we'll be that father figure that that boy needs because, you know, they don't have a father in the home. And uh, because several of the police officers were involved in this pedophile ring, they were able to abuse abuse these young boys and get away with it. And this stuff is this stuff is happening everywhere in pretty much every community. I can't prove that, but I know I know it's the case. You, um, I'm in, I live in Salt Lake City or suburb of Salt Lake City, and um, there was a mayor in West Bountiful, a little suburb, who was busted for child abuse. There was a sex therapist who was busted for child abuse. A uh, soccer coach, not too recently, a guy opened a, a facility to, to teach gymnastics to young kids. Oh my God. These pedophiles, they gravitate towards where, they gravitate to where the children are. Often a, a good person will will start let's say uh, an orphanage orphanage for orphan mm, kids yeah for that yeah i mean it's like if you're going to go fishing you're going to go fishing in a pond yeah. where there's yeah. a lot right. of fish so it's like if you're in church you shouldn't be saying i wonder if there's a pedophile in church you should say who's the pedophile in there. the church if you're at the boy yeah. scouts you shouldn't say like i wonder if one of these leaders is a pedophile you should say like which one of these because the pedophiles and these creepy satanic cults are going to go to where they can fish essentially they're right they're not gonna right under your nose <laughs> yeah they're not gonna go to like uh you know um you know the squash ball tournament with a bunch of you know 40 year old dudes playing pickleball. No, you're ball. exactly right you know they're they, gonna go to the the little junior soccer leagues or the you know yeah and 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 just to because i know i've been doing a lot of uh, protect the kids stuff before i even started doing this um and I and I think that they are wolf in a uh, wolf in sheep clothing, right? So, yeah. same thing with like, you know, the pride movement or the LGBT community. A lot of these people that are trying to groom children to do these things or take advantage of them do hide not only in that community but in churches, as we're finding out. Boy Scouts. I wrote that one down because it was like I never. You know, for people like normal people, we're like, oh, my God, look, it, we don't think about that because we don't want to think about that. But then I wrote down Boy Scouts. and I'm like, I mean, I, I guess you're right. It's 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 kids that are looking to adults going back to what you said, Jimmy. Kids look to adults for safety. 
we trust you. We like guide us in the right direction. And then they take advantage of them in these ponds. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Think about the pedophile movement, if you will. Um, even today, fortunately, the word pedophile is still a bad, a bad word to, to identify as a pedophile. So, so as a movement, they want to change their name to MAPS, you know, M-A-P-S. You know? Right, right. Minor attracted persons. And, well, what they want to do, unfortunately, is they want to influence the law. They basically want to make their activity not be as illegal as it is. So, you know, that's what they're trying to do. And unfortunately... Sure. Yeah, and they're trying to weasel their way, let's say, into the LGBT community and become acceptable, if you will. And right. uh, that's that's where I personally draw the line. I mean, if you want to be gay, that's fine. I got plenty of gay friends. I don't care. I don't problem with that. Right. But if you want to be a pedophile and be openly and say, "Well, my my sexual attraction to an eight-year-old is normal," I have a huge problem with that. Sure. Huge, yeah. huge problem with that because I know it messes those kids up for life. Yeah. It messes up their whole life. And so these, these creeps, these pedophiles and these other, other, you know, pedophiles, almost a light word because many pedophiles, they just want to, you know, 50 year old man wanted to have sex with an eight year old boy. That's one thing. When you get into the satanic cults and, and you mentioned the term adrenochrome, you know, it just gets more deviant, more deviant. To have sex with a little boy is one thing, but to have sex with that little boy and want to kill that boy. Because you it, because the you, you don't get enough gratification unless there's blood involved. That's Jeez. another thing. To want to torture that little kid out of his head and his and that, that adrenaline rushes through their body, and then to drink their blood because you get a certain high out of it. Uh, people maybe think, well, that's not real. Hell, that is way real, and it happens a lot. Uh, on the dark web, you can find adrenochrome if you want to buy it, but you have to be qualified. Yeah, hell yeah, you can. And, but, but you have to be qualified to buy it. You know, you have to prove to the people who are selling this stuff, you have to prove to them that you would go kill a child. And they're just, you know, they... Yeah, there's a whole black market for uh, for this, let's say. And then uh, there are organizations. You, you understand, too, that this is a cash cow for many of these organizations. So if you're a, if you're a person, you say, okay, I'm going to set up a brothel. Where I, you know my clients are men primarily who are going to come into the brothel, they're going to pay me money, and they're going to go have sex with a girl. That's been happening for ages, right? Well, that's a business. Well, this same business exists with children, but they have to hide it a whole lot more, and and that's why you know the pizza gate and all this and that. You know, I want to order a pizza and mm-hmm. I want pepperoni and this. And that. That's just code for you know these creeps. They have their preferences, and so one creep may say, "Well, I like." Um, I like four-year-old Asian boys, or I like six-year-old blonde, blue-eyed females. They have their they have their preference, and 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 they order what they want, and they get what they order, and they pay handsomely for it. You know, because you're a victim of this. You you know, you you are a victim of uh, a survivor, not not a victim, a survivor of of a satanic uh, cult. Um, it's interesting to hear it from your words. I think people will be more empathetic to hear it from somebody who actually lived this, who has a book called heal, um, that you can get on Amazon, um, and you can find it anywhere. Just, uh, just, you know, and you can go to Jimmy Toro. He has his own website with his art and all these things. But Jimmy, um, as somebody who has survived this type of thing, when you see the allegations about the Podesta emails or the artwork that John Podesta has in his house, being an artist, being a survivor Mm -hmm. of a a satanic cult, what are these images? And I'm sure you're familiar with them. um, What do these images, what do you see in these images? Okay. So these creeps, um, if, if you think about the higher upper echelon of people, you see them in politics, you see them in Hollywood, you see them in uh, the, the, the wealthy side of business, you know, the billionaires and millionaires and whatnot. And you also see it in the art world. Um, there, there is an upper echelon in the art world, if you will, where uh, people with lots of money are, are buying and collecting uh, really expensive pieces of art, whether they be like a, a Picasso at that level, you know, where you're paying $130 million for a piece of art. Etc. That that is a whole 
level of world that most people don't float around in and play in. But in that level, there are a group of artists who um, who go down this this role of child abuse, and their art will include uh, uh, paintings of, let's say, uh, an adult holding a baby, and the baby is drenched in blood. Um, <laughs> there are art exhibits, live art exhibits, where they will take cadavers of human bodies already dead bodies, you know, legally dead bodies, let's say, and they will have the cadaver open, like, like, like you would be studying medicine, you know, if you're a surgeon, you, but, you know, instead this body, you know, they'll take pig blood and they'll drench it with blood and they'll have pe people who want to participate in this awfulness will come in and they'll basically play in this uh, field or area called play, if you will, because they enjoy it. Where there's dead bodies and blood, oh, and and and, it, and that's public stuff, and and, and secretly there there will actually be dead bodies and actual human blood. But the art world, or or, or portion of the art world, I should say, not all the art world, obviously. Um, you you have artists who who get off on this stuff. I mean, there's a group in Amsterdam, these, these group of these three or four artists, whatever, just to give you an idea of how twisted they are. They did an art exhibit at a, at a museum, and here was their art exhibit. They positioned their four bodies upside down so their butts are hanging in the air, and they're naked, and they stuck candles in their asses, and they lit the candles, and that was their what? art exhibit. Yeah. They did another one where they had these massive sculptures of like a pile of shit. <laughs> like massive, like you know, twenty yeah. feet tall, and that was their uh, their their sculpture. And to get in, you had to you had to take all your clothes off and dress in these really odd outfits that were made out of cloth, and they had large boobs and large penises hanging out. You had to dress in those to be. So it's, it's so wacky. Yeah, and and now so something sparked in me, and I thought of. You're just bringing up the art world. Hunter Biden is yeah. making millions of dollars off of uh, his painting or art, I guess, if you want to call it. And this guy is not an artist. Do you feel that that could? And I'm, this is our opinion. I'm, I'm asking you because you're in the art world and you kind of opened our eyes to this stuff. Hunter Biden is selling these paintings that he's making for millions of dollars. We already know that um, we've seen stuff that are obviously he was with underage women and did a lot of drugs and stuff like that. Could that be also related his, his artwork? Can that be something that could be re related to this world as well? In, yeah, I guess in, like that in, would be my question is like, do you think this art is, you know, like when a, when a serial killer leaves their calling card, is that, is this, this twisted art that you speak point. of, is this almost like their calling card? Like they're kind of like, ha ha, you know what I mean? Like where, where they're like, they're You're saying that them. they're, they're doing this stuff, but they're not, it's kind of like a, you know, it's like when the the Illuminati folks do the hand symbol. You know, it's yeah. just kind of like a symbol. Is that was that what this art basically is? Is like a symbol to let other creepers know that they're in good company. <laughs> great, great question. Uh, I I believe it is, and, and and you know, as as an artist, what what you do is one of the things artists do, good or bad artists, is is. Artists are comfortable in, in the world of chaos. And, and that's a good trait that artists have. And, and is, you know, you have a type of, of human who is all about order. You know, they make good managers and most people are this way. And then you have people who enjoy the chaos of life. And artists float over here. And so from nothing, they're able to put things together to create what they call their art. And so they're comfortable in this chaos. Well, you take that kind of mindset and you, and you, you take an artist who loves blood, child abuse, sex with children, adrenochrome, all that. And well, where do they channel their art? They channel it in that direction. Now, the Hunter Biden thing, that, I don't, you know, I've seen that art and, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily weigh in on the, on that per se, because if you look at his art, there's nothing really demonic about it. Okay. I'm thinking I more of the. It. I haven't seen the art. I'm yeah, thinking more of the monetary from it, like make that yeah. money that comes from it. 
I haven't really seen his art either, and I, I'm it's I'm not, not the person. Yeah, people. Yeah, I'm not the person to depict art, but yeah, the money, the money that comes from it, and because we talked about Hollywood well, a, and that's political a subject, right? Because okay. the value you you can't look at the value of art and re, and make sense of it. If you look at the value of somebody making a shoe and selling it, or somebody making a car and selling it, mm -hmm. the the value of artwork is is so financial value of artwork is so foreign to most products and services that are sold. And you might say, well, why is the Mona Lisa so damn popular and expensive? It's, you know, it's, it's not any better than a, a thousands of other pieces of artwork by Da Vinci and Michelangelo and Rubens, you know, all these other artists. Well, it's so expensive because it has a story. Mm -hmm. yeah. And well, Hunter Biden, like it or not, his art has a story. Yeah, it, does. it really has a story, yeah. It has a real story. It'll be a story throughout history. Just because of that, whether you consider his art good or bad, it's going to elevate and jump jack. Right, like kind of like hit, like, like, well, yeah, like anybody that has a story, like just because you're trying to collect, you know, like, um, I mean, I'll go to the extreme, like a, a piece of Nazi paraphernalia. It doesn't mean that you're a Nazi. Sure. You're trying to collect a piece of history because yeah. it is a collectible item, and I can see that. But, like, have you, you've seen the John Podesta art, correct? Yeah, I have. That's, no, that's what, what is your take on that? What What is your take? I didn't know who John Podesta was until the Pizzagate thing came out, but I did look at the art and, and I know some of the pieces they say that aren't his, but even the ones that they do say are his are so far beyond. I, I And like you said, art is so subjective, but like, I don't know how anybody that's not sick, you know, like why does he have the Jeffrey Dahmer sculpture hanging, you know, from his ceiling with the missing head? Like, I don't right. Where, where does the art in that is more or less like that, that to me is a symbol like that's saying I'm into this shit. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. You know, you you, you take an artist who's deviant. And, uh, <laughs> it it's really easy as an artist to go deviant. It, it's hard. It's harder as an artist to paint things that are beautiful, in my opinion. Mm hmm. When I say go deviant, it's like okay, well, uh, uh, it's like there's the a whole website. I mean, there's a there's a massive website called deviantart.com with yeah, hundreds of thousands of members. Wow, that, that's been around forever and forever, and, and and not all that art is not all of that art is that deviant. Just because no, no, I know I have friends that have profiles on yeah. deviantart.com, but like. It is, you know, that we use the word deviant. It's kind of like, oh, I wonder, yeah, like, I'd like to learn more about this. Like, what is the, you know, you're saying deviant art is easy, is, is easier to pursue. Well, what it does is it, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's easy to, to mutilate and destroy and this kind of stuff. And anyways, if, if you take, there are a group of artists who are pedophiles, who are child abusers who who enjoy the blood and the torture you know i mean come on you got to be a really deviant sob to 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 torture a child and then to want that child to scream louder yeah so that, so that the blood that you can get out of that child you can drink i mean so that's that is real it's and it's not mm. If people are listening to it and they think, oh, that is not real, it is real. And if they think that's not happening in our community, it is happening in your community. It just is. So to go back to your personal situation, yeah, did you or do you remember these kinds of things happening either to you or around you when you were young? Yeah, absolutely. They they. I was involved in uh, this group of uh, families, let's say. And, uh, it, uh, okay, so these people are really clever. and They're really good at hiding what they do. So, for instance, in my family, there were 10 of us kids. And they picked on two of us. And you're like, me and my sister. And it's like, well, why did, why just you and your sister and not the rest of the siblings? Well, it's, it's part of their strategy. They often won't pick on all the kids because if, if the authorities come and find out and they talk to the other brothers and sisters and they'll say, no, nothing's happening. Hmm. So they're real clever that way. But, and so I was involved in this 
this group of families, they would get together periodically. And they would they would hold their ceremonies. And they're, I mean, if you go to a Catholic mass or something, it is a ceremony and it's structured such. Sure. And they have their ceremonies and they are structured such. And if you think about the satanic ritual side of all of this, and you think, why would these people do this to little kids? Well, one of the things that makes a little bit little bit of sense is, is the people who worship Satan, their enemy is God, as they define it. And they look and they say, what can we do to piss off God the most? Because that's their enemy. And they say, well, God cares more about little children than anybody because they're the most innocent and the most pure. And the way we can piss off God the most is to torture that which means the most to God. It's the little children. So there is that. Hmm. Um, then they, they enjoy this. They enjoy, enjoy, enjoy this. They get a thrill out of it, which is hard to believe for most humans because most humans who even hear about a child getting tortured, it brings them to tears. Most humans would 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 um, would defend a little child against one of these perpetrators, to, and and they would do it at the peril of their own life, easily. Mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. risk my life. I wouldn't even think about it to save a child in a situation like that. If I was going to be killed, I would I would just do it. And most good adults would do that. And yet these adults, they enjoy this off the charts. And so I've, um, for instance, I've. Uh, Relative to deviant behavior, one of the situations that I was involved in, they, they took us kids, and it was the back of this compound of this house. And they were all gathering, getting in their white robes to do their thing. And off the side, they had several coffins, you know, in the ground. The dirt wasn't cover, hadn't covered them up yet. And they took me and a couple other kids and put us in these coffins. And, uh, well... To make it worse, inside the coffin was a dead body with its guts all ripped out, like torn out from the throat. They rip it all the way down to their midsection, and they and they pull the rib cage open. And so they stuck me and these other other kids in these coffins and these dead bodies in the cavities of these humans. And then they close the lid, and you can hear them laughing out there. And you literally think you're going to die because oh what do God. you know? And they start pouring dirt on it, and you hear the dirt. And then at some point, when, as a, as a little ch child gets so exhausted, um, and the screams stop, let's say, they lift the lid up. Now imagine as a little kid, you experiencing that, and when the lid lifts up, what do you see? You don't just see adults. You see adults laughing. Oh, my goodness. You see them enjoying the torture they're inflicting upon. And I, I, I went through several of these. I have no idea how I came out alive because I, I've witnessed many children die. But they don't really care. You know, they uh, think about the, the torturers who, who torture prisoners of war. They're really good at bringing a prisoner right to the brink of death and then saving them, doing it again. They're good at that, oh. right? Well, sometimes they screw up and they torture a prisoner so far. And to death. Yeah. And they're like, oops, oh, well. My, I'm sorry. My heart is beating so fast because that is like, as an adult, being buried alive is like one of my biggest fears. I, I, I just can't. I can't. So where, so where are they? So first off, where are they getting these bodies to put in these coffins to rip the guts out to put the kids into the coffins? Like, Yeah, same question. You know, where do they get the kids? Think yeah. about it. These 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 groups and the the groups who are like the um, brothels, except for children, you know, they um, kids often age out of this, uh, especially boys. You know, if they capture a boy and they have their clients come in and have sex with this boy, uh, the boy will age out around age eight, sometimes eight or nine. Uh, often, girls age out a little longer. Uh, sometimes the kids get so abused, they just become useless and they, they will kill the kids and harvest their organs and sell their organs in the black market because of the aging out and the abuse and whatnot. Um, and their clientele, these organizations need children. They're the product. And so they, they kidnap children. They, 
Well, <laughs> but BlackRock, for example, has those big giant. Uh, I think they're having a lot of problems in Arizona or New Mexico. I, I can't remember which one, but they have these massive facilities where if they find um, underage Hispanic children, they send them to these facilities and hold them there until they're 18, and then they put them back over the border. But they're not allowing health and human services to come in. They're not yeah. allowing uh, any uh, gov- outside government agencies. And the, uh, the, the facilities are ran by private contractors out of Portugal. And uh, we'll get a guest on later on that um, did a lot of research and kind of blow, blew the doors wide open on this project. But that would be a great example because these kids, th- these kids don't exist. They're Hispanic children that came across the border with no family members that are essentially in these massive facilities um, out west, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico. And there's no regulation. So those could be, you know, the new modern children. Also during sure. the... Uh, Hurricane in Haiti a few years ago, you know, there was thousands of kids that were missing that just so happened to end up in Miami. Um, and if it wasn't for one FBI agent who committed suicide, um, found these kids and was like, hang on, I've got a whole bunch of missing kids in Honduras and there's a whole bunch of undocumented Haitian kids in Miami. And they still never figured out how those kids got from Haiti to Miami. Like the kids that I mean, they know they got on a plane, but they don't know who, like who is in charge of this. So well, I mean, I think there's a yeah. lot of ways to get kids these days. Oh, especially with our, especially with the border security, 100 percent is a is a big, huge. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you have so many that are being right separated from their parents, uh, they have a plethora if they yeah. really yeah. wanted to. Yeah, I mean, it's national easy disasters. Pickings. National disasters are a Maui. prime opportunity. I mean, with Maui right now, a bunch of missing yep. kids are. You know, it, it's you know. Yeah, yeah, what they, was that number? Does do you know that number of the missing kids in Maui is a huge number? I don't know the number. I heard in the hundreds of even a thousand or more. Um, but yeah, yeah, these these not these <laughs> these organizations with human trafficking. Uh, it's it's similar to 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 the drug cartels. You know why do they do it? Because they make so much money, right? And unfortunately, in the United States, the clientele who who pays the money to abuse these kids um, is the United States is one of the, the hottest spots in the world for, for this commodity, if you will. Um, these people are so clever. Like for instance, there's a, there's a, a group in Poland and um, one of the tactics they use to get kids. Um, just think about it. These creeps wake up every day. Like you and I wake up every day and they plan on how they can go steal kids, get kids. Uh, they often will pay uh, a young woman who's going to have a kid instead of uh, an abortion, you know, come to our clinic and we'll pay a bunch of money. And we'll take the kid. Oh, now they, they have a kid that way without a name. Um, another tactic they'll use is, you know, if they go kidnap little Susie in their town, well, there's an APB out for little Susie, you know. Right. Well, they'll take little Susie and they'll get little Susie on the plane with an adult. And they'll go to a country where it's legal for uh, adults to marry little kids. And there are some countries where that's legal, and they'll that they'll take they'll they'll do that. They'll and little Susie's name will change to little Jane or whatever. And sure. Little Jane will have new papers, and sh- and they'll fly little Jane back to the compound where she'll be abused. And nobody's looking out for little Jane; they're looking for Susie. So they're, they're clever. They make so much money, billions of dollars off these kids. So Jimmy, your life now as mm-hmm. adult Jimmy, okay? Yeah. What would you say is the most imp- obviously this is important to you? How are you helping people? How can is there a way for people to reach you? I know that you have your book Heal. It's available on Amazon and also available on your website, right? Yes. Um, are there ways, because I noticed your shirt and it says, um, end child abuse, expose cowards. I love that. I actually wrote how it down because shirt, I want How that. does that shirt resonate in California? Because I feel like Great a question. lot of this has been overly politicized for some reason. And I know even here in North Carolina, um, I have five kids. 
And there was an event in in my hometown of Raleigh, North Carolina, that was a skateboarding event, and it was advertised to children or or to majority children. Even the way the whole event was set up made it look like it's children, but it was brought to you by QueerRaleigh.com. Very big, bold letters. Um, it took up the entire poster of QueerRaleigh.com for a skateboarding event, and no. My 10-year-old was like, Dad, I want to go to this skateboarding event. And he shows it to me on the phone, and I see it's brought to you by QueerRaleigh.com. So I type in QueerRaleigh.com, and what comes up is a woman with nipple tassels. And you scroll down, and it's another, um, like, a, tra- a trans man with a thong on. And, um, and then you go down, and there was another thing. It says, Fetish Night. What is your kinks? And so I made a video that said, why would anybody think this it's appropriate ridiculous. to sponsor a children's event with this, like, overtly sexual things? And the amount of backlash I caught... Um, on the thing was like, oh, you're just some kind of crazy right wing conspiracy. Listen, I don't have a single Trump sticker anywhere. I don't tell people who I vote for. I don't vote for. Right. Um, you, you know, like it has nothing to do with politics. I have five kids and I'm really upset that my child wants to go to an event that's brought to you by something that's overtly somebody sexual. with tassels. Yeah. It, it could have just been stripper women strippers. Like it doesn't matter. It's, it's yeah, it could have been that- anything. Yeah. But like, why? Why? Do, I know. So obviously it's been politicized. At least it has been here on the East Coast. What's it like wearing a shirt like that on the West Coast to people are, are do people like um, think you're right wing, <laughs> think you're like some kind of like right wing conspiracy nut or something since, you know, that's the political which and we've never. And by the way, I we don't even know your political back because it doesn't matter. This this yeah, we don't this care. is not something that <laughs> this is something that affects all children. Like, this is not something that's a political thing. So, great question. Yeah, well, you know, whatever your agenda is, um, if you're targeting our children, especially with matters of sexual things, I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans, whatever the hell you are, stay the hell away from our children. I don't care who you are. Awesome message. And when you start targeting our children, in my opinion, you are so far off limits. You're not just a little mm-hmm. off limits. And, you know, some of this discussion about these books that you see in elementary schools, you know, uh, teaching five-year-old Johnny how to give a blowjob to somebody, you know, it's like stay the hell away from our children. Yeah, I don't and those are, those are real books. I've seen them. They're real. Yeah, and so, you know, I can point – I don't – I don't necessarily point the finger at the trans movement or the gay movement or this or that, this and that until they target our children. And then I'll point, I'll point directly at them. Stay away from our children. Well, I think it's brilliant. There's too much evidence. Yeah. I think it's brilliant at, at the targeting because, you know, these pedophiles, they were targeting the churches. They were targeting the Catholic church. Um, the, you know, uh, the Catholic church yeah. is just the one that made, you know, made the headlines. But, um, you know, there was a lot of people that were intolerant in church of, of anything. Right. And, and so, um, it, it was probably very difficult, but then this trans movement started happening in the last 10 years. And I think the pedos were like, well, hang on, we've, we've infiltrated the Catholics and we got a lot of you know pushback. We, we did right. the Bo- boy scouts. We got caught. We got a bunch of pushback. Well, then they infiltrated the LGBTQ community and it was almost like a big, a larger portion of the LGBTQ community accepted them whereas the church rejected them and i think they found like a safe haven inside the lgbtq community and 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 the lgbtq community didn't fight back soon enough well and now they're just infested with it being part of the uh, an ex person (laughs) somebody who used to be a part of the old school lgbt community a lot of the millennial and gen x or gay community and boomers um we are and have been vocal about what has been going on and how it's been hijacked but but why i think it all loops together is they purposely made it so that it seemed like a political issue to furthermore their agenda to infiltrate yet another community because it's not as easy to in the other community so now it just seems like it's a like a liberal rights issue and so it's like no we accept them but a lot of a lot of gay and lesbians don't accept what's going on but they might be scared to say that they care what's going on 
because they will be chastised for looking like a far right. And that goes back to right last week. We talked about labeling people as conspiracy theorists, right? It was like, right. oh, you're a conspiracy. You're crazy. Okay. Well, now if you're against this, it's maps, minor attracted person that's infiltrated into the gay community. You're a far, far right wing. Well, no, we're not. We want you to stay away from the kids. Right. Yeah. Like you know, it's that's super... like they made the uh, they made the gays against groomers, which I think you're a big part I of. I was that. I was a huge contributor. I was a Southwest yeah. Florida chapter, and yeah. I got more crap for being against grooming of children than I ever imagined because I just thought it was a common sense issue and it really brought to light how many disgusting people there are. Yeah. And then when you hear stories like Jimmy and we start diving deeper into the rabbit hole, it's not really a rabbit hole. It's just a web of satanic, crazy bullshit. I, I don't even know. Like my my heart has been racing this whole show because this is stuff of horror movies and it's happening in people's backyards. And nobody wants to talk. Well, about people it. need. Yeah, if if people can just understand that there are a group of adults in this world who love, love, love abusing children, they're addicted to it. Uh, one one sexual predator at that same prison said, um, "I was a father, a brother, an uncle, a cousin." Nobody knew that when I saw a little 10-year-old girl that I wanted to rape her. Oh, jeez. Well, it's like Denny Another Perkins and said, his wife. The Denny Perkins case was just like that. He was a yeah. cop of 19 years. His wife was yeah. uh, you know, a, a school teacher of 14 years, and they had like 250 counts of molesting 12-year-old wow. children and didn't get caught for – I think that's a big thing too. Is people think like, well, this isn't really happening. I mean, these people wouldn't get caught. Sure. No, they did it for, for like almost nineteen years. Look at John Wayne Gacy. He was a pillar of his community. Yeah, they are. They are addicted to this behavior. Another uh, child pedophile said, um, uh, "Sex with the children is to me is more addicting than cocaine." Jesus, God. Like that, you know, the ham sandwich thing I talked about, how it's, oh, it's right. an object for them to satisfy their need. And so these these predators, they literally wake up every day addicted to this behavior and wanting it so badly. They'll risk their life. They'll pay big money. They'll hide. They'll, uh, you, you, they are in your community. They are. There's, I have zero doubt about that. But they are. They could be your mayor. They could be your police chief. They could be now anybody. I'm like, now I always, and, and ever since I started with um, doing this a lot more, like digging in with Gays Against Groomers um, when I was part of that and started, now it's like everywhere I go, you know, even if I'm just like, I have my niece or nephew that like we're at a restaurant and they're like, I have to use the washroom. I'm like, I'll come and stand outside the door. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just really like head on a swivel um, I was actually, we were, we just, we were in Europe and, uh, there was a little kid that was so far behind his parents as they were dragging things to the beach. And my hus husband and I stopped and I looked at the parents and I looked at Jim, Jim was like, I got it. And then we looked behind us and we were just watching the kid. And then the parents turned and sh she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize he was so far behind. I'm like, ma'am, it's so important. <laughs> it's so important, you know, they because a lot of people don't want to believe that this stuff is going on because it's it's dark. It's dark and it's 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 hard to digest. It's really hard to digest. So we watched that kid until the parents got there because I somebody could have came and snatched him up. Sure. Like, Jimmy, how much pushback are you getting? Um, are you getting any pushback from this at all? Uh, are, are, your, are people, like, kind of revealing themselves to you with your, your movement, you know, wearing shirts like you're wearing? Is there any pushback at all? Uh, 
So far, not a lot. And I think possibly one of the reasons is, is because um, I can speak from a, a, a level of experience and authority. Right. right. Yeah. Right. I, 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 well, it happened to me. And, you know, these, <laughs> these creeps, they want to stay hidden. And, and so they're not, they're going to be very careful how they push back. And yeah. to your point, uh, they are everywhere. Um, my, my daughter, a couple of years ago, and her uh, kids, we went to a beach in Southern California. It was their, it was their senior year. You know, they all get together for their last mm-hmm. few while. Their senior year was spent a couple of days on the beach. And, and I got these girls together, and the first thing I said to them, I said, before you go out into the beach, into this town for a few days, I went, I looked at the, the registered sex, sex offender list in that town, o- Oceanside, California. And I reminded them that in this town, there were, I forget what the number was, but there were quite a few registered sex offenders right mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. And so they, they went off to the beach, which was or the place where I was right on the beach. And I just kind of sat back like you did. And I, and I watched and guess what I saw? I saw this Creeps. drone. I saw this drone come in and hover over these girls, mm. and I immediately got up and I went out to where the girls were on the beach. And, you know, an adult, and the drone split. These creeps wow. are everywhere. They're watching your kids. They will. They will go. They will pay money to a fourteen-year-old kid to like like to go attract some other kids at a mall, you see a couple of young girls walking up, they'll pay this kid money. The kid will approach these young girls and say, hey, we're going to a party or da 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 You know, they'll try to invite them over. And the 14-year-old kid doesn't know any better and the young girls don't know any better. And they'll be paid money to come to this party. They they are clever bastards and they oh. are really good at what they're doing. Well, that, they, that was the Epstein. That's like, you know, even on the documentary, that's what they said yeah. was kind yeah. of like their motive was taking these uh, girls, having them give massages and then like basically turn into a pyramid scheme. It's like, well, Hey, if you recruit a girl and she checks out, we're going to give you a bonus of 20%. And then if that girl recruits somebody, you're going to keep getting a cut. I mean, they turned it into a pyramid scheme of, uh, uh-huh. you know, teenage masseuses and high, high school massagers, you know, great, very elaborate, very, very crazy. Uh, Jimmy, how did, yeah, how, so you talked briefly at the beginning of the show about healing and about a friend of yours who has gone through therapy for the last 12 years. You know, what is, what is your experience with the healing process? All right. The healing is very interesting. Um, it's all, it's, it's magical in many ways. And so what I had to do with my, in my process is, Okay, so imagine you're um, a driver of a bus, and on, on the back of your bus are a bunch of little U's, and you're driving this bus around, and every little U on the back of the bus represents one moment in time when you, were, when you went through a traumatic event and you stored it. It could be if you were raped once and that's it, it could be one little U on the bus. But if this happened to you hundreds of times over a period of years, there could be hundreds of little U's on the bus. And you have to go back to each instance when you were abused. And, and, and sometimes it can be triggered, um, and sometimes they just happen. In my case, they just happen. And so my story briefly is that for 14 years, I had these episodes hit me. And I had no idea what they were. So go back 14 years of my life. And uh, when they hit me, my whole body would... would go into uncontrolled shaking literally and i literally felt like i was going to die my heart would just be racing off the charts i've been into the i've been in the er room so many times because i felt like i literally was dying and uh my wife would rush me to the er and they would check me out every time well you're healthy there's nothing wrong with you and uh I had no idea what these were. They, you could call them extreme panic attacks, but they were very, very, very real. And, and I've had thousands of these. And then uh, last year, at the beginning of last year, after 14 years of these, the first memory came tumbling back. And I thought what I was going through was hell. But when the memories came back, it was way worse. Because now I was, I was happy because... I could actually make sense of what was happening to me. 
and during those 14 years, I've I've seen so many doctors from all kinds of traditional doctors. I've been scoped and checked out left and right because it has a massive physical effect on you. I've been I've seen acupuncturists, naturopathic doctors. I ran the gamut, spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to figure out what was happening. Not one of them ever said, "Hey, this could be stored trauma." Sure. Not one of them, which is crazy. And and so what this is is this is a, this is an extreme form of stress. We all deal with stress at some level. This is an extreme form of it. So what I had to do is, is when a memory came, now that the memory started coming, is, and I worked with a really good psychiatrist who specialized in ritualist, ritualistic sexual abuse. And she taught me how to do this. It's really fascinating. Is, is when a memory comes, you, the adult you, actually goes back to the little you and finds the little you right in the middle of that torture or that trauma. And what you're looking for, what's more interesting is the emotion of it. Not, I mean, you remember what happened, but what's more interesting is so when this is, when this is happening to my body, now the adult me is going back to find the little me in the middle, like that story about the coffin. I had to go find where this was happening. When I found that little guy in the middle of that torture, my job as an adult wasn't to rescue that little guy which some people think that's your job. It's not. Your job is to help that little guy rescue himself. Now, this is where the magical stuff comes in, is, is that little guy in that moment in time um, can literally do anything to get out of that. What does that little guy want? Safety. And and he can use magic. He can, he can have a magic sword appear in his hand and he can fight his enemy he can he can do whatever he wants and this is going to sound a little crazy but you literally go back in time and you literally rewrite the narrative you literally change the scenario and it is as literal as i can imagine if i asked either one of you to tell me a memory that happened to you 10 20 years ago that absolutely remember whether it's got married or you Tell me your memory, great detail. Then I can dig further and ask about well, what was the emotion that happened? You know, I was scared or I was elated or whatever I was. And because it happened, let's say, 20 years ago in your life, I can challenge you. You would defend yourself. Well, with these these breast memories going back to them, you can say the same. I re-experienced all the pain. I was able to go back. Sometimes I was able to go back and uh, find this little guy. Other times I would go back and and we rewrote the narrative and changed the situation every time I did it. That little Jimmy on the bus. Yeah, we're having like a little bit of mic difficulties on you. I don't. It might be your. Um, it might be your your internet. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to spend. Uh, I, I don't want to uh, burn too much of the book. Jimmy, is this is this all in your book? Heal. Yes, it is. So the whole process of what I'm talking about of trauma, what it is, how you experience, how you go back, how you you tap into the emotion of it, and, and the healing process is all in the book. In the last half of the book are 22 stories of actual abuse that I went through and how mm. I went back and how wow. I healed. Mm. Uh, well, Jimmy, we really appreciate you guys being here. And listen, if you are a fan of Night, uh, night Shift Top Secret Information, if you have a crazy uh, story or a situation or paranormal activity that, that you've experienced or, or conspiracies that you're aware of, Attached to, you can find us at night shift, all one word, underscore TSI 
on the Instagram. Send us a private message. If you would be so willing, this is a free show. It is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Get you sleep so good. It's scary. Um, after all of the research that we do, it makes it very easy for us to sleep only because we have ghost beds with ghost bed pillows. So please head over to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Uh, right now, 40% off. Uh, and, and that's if you use our code Wolfpack. Uh, eventually we'll have our own little uh, promo code for for the listeners here on this show uh but listen if you leave us a five-star rating and review if you're still with us right at the end that means you're a core tinfoil hat wearing fan and we love you to death anthony <laughs> i absolutely love you and appreciate you uh you are an agent of the conspiracy theory night shift top secret information Give us a five-star rating and review. We're going to read it. Whoever has the most creative and, and like the, the best five-star rating or review, we're going to personally send you a copy of the book, Heal. We're going to buy the book, Heal, um, uh, from Jimmy here, and we're going to send it directly to your house uh, from Amazon. So leave us a five-star rating and review this week um, and drop in the Jimmy Toro uh, episode so that we know that it's from this episode and then we will send you a copy of the book heal jimmy thank you so much so much for your time thank you for your energy as a father of five uh, what you're doing means a lot to me if you ever need help if you ever need awareness if you ever have something going on um and you, and you want us to come out there and be a part of it whether it be a, a mc or a yes. host we both do a little bit of stand-up comedy um, all over the place. So we have no problems getting out. We love California. So if you need us for any of your events, please let us know. We'll do our best to try to make it out there for you guys. Uh, anything else, Anthony? Yeah, you know, I, I know that we talk about a lot about conspiracies and stuff, but we don't talk enough about how a lot of these conspiracies are true. So having somebody that has real life experience with this uh, is is just truly amazing. Jimmy Toro, thank you so much. It was very informative. I look forward to reading your book. Um, and maybe we can have you back on one day. Yeah, uh, please shoot me an email of your guys' addresses, and I'll send you out some books. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Toro. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Yeah. Thank you, All guys. Right, until... Thank you for raising awareness. I really do. Awesome. Yes. Thank you. All right. Until next time, the adventures continue right here on Night Shift Top Secret Information.